Welcome in Iowa Hawkeye fans to another episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. I am Luke Myers. Joey and Stin are here as well. Um, it's only been about a week and a half since we recorded, so not a lot's changed. Uh, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I, I was talking a big game about how Iowa wasn't going to lose to any of their bad teams. <laughs> Shout out Penn State. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, <laughs> that that I ate, ate my words almost immediately after that podcast was recorded, literally the next day. Morale um, was ultra low during during and after that game. It was ultra low, but before we get to the men's basketball, they don't deserve to lead here. It's certainly the Caitlin Clark show and the Lisa Bluter-led Hawks. So I would agree. I, I don't really know where we want to start. I know we can't break down the games as good as we can the men's games because we don't watch them as much you know well, let, let's start here i tried watch they're on right now started at 6 30 they're not on tv that is a massive missed opportunity by the big 10 network because you've had kevin durant you've had national people talking. you need you have people talking about how this is must watch television and you can't literally can't watch them oh i i bet you if you had like btn plus which for, quick question who in the fuck pays for that like, honestly, what a scam job that is. If you scroll through the TV, the Big Ten has, like, five alternate channels that there's literally nothing on ever. Yeah. And then you're going to tell me that I need to pay you, like, $15 a month to watch, you know, it's it's a scam job. I, I have enough subscriptions the way that it is. I am not going to pay extra money for Big Ten Plus. I just won't. Yeah. I mean, so, and it's a yeah. Big Ten game. It's not like I was playing, like, Right. NJIT, you know, it's like they're playing somebody. Yeah. Did you just make up that school name there? New, New Jersey Institute of Technology. Yeah, that's a real school. They beat Rutgers this year, I believe. <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, okay, just another men's basketball note before I forget it. I was looking at Ken Palm the other day, and I thought Iowa's non-conference is bad, which it is. It's like 328 in the country. Rutgers is below them. <laughs> they have like the second e- heart or easiest non-conference in the country. So that's kind of amazing looking who Iowa played. But uh, back to women's basketball. There isn't – there's only been one person I have seen that's been like, oh, Caitlin Clark isn't the national player of the year from, like, everybody, from national people. Um, Some uh, dude on Twitter that – yeah, I saw that beef today. Some New York guy. But that is out of the national people. If you read read the replies on a lot of the – a lot of the the tweets, it was all Paige Beckers is better. This player is better. Like, it's, it's that's bunch, just not true. It was, like, yeah, it was a bunch of South Carolina fans that are like, "Oh, our girl that averages seventeen points and nine rebounds is the best." Obviously, was that well, the no? Was that the girl he was taught? That guy from New York was talking about today. Yeah, I yeah. And so. I'm not trying to take anything away from this girl because I'm sure that she probably is really good. But like, statistics are statistics. Like, it's. It's comparing apples to apples. If some, if one player is averaging almost twenty-seven, uh, nine and nine, and the other player is averaging like seventeen, eight and three, like you can look at those, and you don't even have to do an eye test and be like, yes, this one player well, is better than the other one. And not just that, but women's basketball specifically has seen. I, I I'm assuming this is. 
is the, a center or like a, a a player that plays down low, the one from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Women's basketball sees that all the time. One person that's just like bigger than everybody who dominates. Caitlin Clark is doing something that women's basketball doesn't see. She's doing stuff that, that Steph Curry brought to the NBA. She's like changing the game. There's going to be generations of players after Caitlin Clark that try to emulate what she does, for better or for worse. Yeah, her numbers just aren't better. She's just a completely different player than anybody in the women's game. Like, yeah. yeah. You mentioned Brittany Griner, like all those girl from, girls from UConn. They were just bigger. That's it. That's the only separation they had. So, yeah, just just for fun, rattle off some Caitlin Clark numbers here. Since January 1st, Iowa's 9 and 3. She's averaging 31 and a half points a game, 7 and a half rebounds, 9.3 assists, 49.7 from the field, and 32% from deep. And considering where that three-point percentage was earlier on in the year, that's a pretty big step up. So, and they're winning and they're they're losing to the ranked teams right now but they don't have Marshall and Warnock like they don't have a couple of key players on their team uh yeah i mean it's 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 crazy to just watch them play and, and her play specifically like i i know that everybody saw the clips you know, on twitter from the michigan game of her hitting like the two logo shots and those are absurd in their own right. But the one that had me, like, the most amazed or that I just, like, I don't, I don't know if it's got the most enjoyment out of or just, like, couldn't believe the most. But the one where she brought the ball up and, like, literally starting before half court, she was double teamed, got triple teamed by the time she made it to the three-point line, did, a like, a move, shook two defenders, did a step back, and then buried a three in both of their faces. It was just, like, that's like NBA quality basketball that she's putting on on a nightly basis. It's, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It, there's no better way to describe it than it just, it's absurd and people need to just like, I don't know. I, I think everybody appreciates her because she's like a generational talent, but it is crazy to think that like she's playing at the university of Iowa. Also, let's put it this way. I'll be very honest. I've never been to a women's basketball game. And I, to be, before Caitlin Clark, I really had no intention of. I'm I plan on going to to games this season and as like as, as long as she's here, to see her. That's how that's like, I don't know. It's not some like profound thing, but like people are changing the way that like they watch basketball to go see her. Yeah, it's. I mean, and it's probably more of an indictment on us as fans that. You know, there hasn't been that same level of support from us towards the women's team as there obviously has been well, towards the men's team. It, I mean, you, what, you I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that you or me or anybody is a bad fan because of it. It just you're well, you're fans of certain types of basketball. But I think that it, at the same point in time, it's kind of like uh, it's an important thing. Or I don't know how the right way to put it, but it's also it's significant that because of what she's doing, it's turning fans into like not you know oh maybe if they're you know in the tournament i'll watch it it's turning somebody like a self-admittedly having never gone to a game saying i specifically am going to go to iowa game iowa women's games because of her like she's changing fans perceptions about like what the women's game can be and i think that's significant yeah uh just it is like literally steph curry coming out like it 
it's nuts. Like Kevin Durant, what what grade did he say or she was in when he went to Chicago to watch like all of the AAU teams or whatever? I think she was seventeen. I think she was a senior, maybe yeah, or a junior. And I think before her senior year, yeah. And he said like, I she stuck out right away, and then everybody said said yeah, she's like one of the top players in the country. She came in, I believe, recruit the fourth recruit in the country, the number four, if I remember right. But yeah, she's just completely different. Something something Iowa hasn't seen men's or women's like Luca Garza was special very special but his style was completely different you know Mm-hmm. nobody can do what has been able to do what Caitlin Clark is doing for the men's team but uh yeah. did, did you guys just see the the clip I sent you the tweet no I want sure your guys's live reaction this is a high school girl dunking Oh, yeah, I did see that. Hey, Caitlin Clark sticks around. There's a better chance we get her to come here. That was <laughs> that chick threw an absolute hammer down in the way she hung on. That's what women's basketball needs. Clearly, there's girls out there that can, that can get up and dunk like that consistently. Clearly, that was not her first time because she disgraced everybody in that other girl's family. It was disgusting just a disgusting dunk and people like caitlin and that high school girl they're gonna be great for the game of women's basketball so and i was just a women's powerhouse at this point for pumping out national players of the players of the year um so many uh yeah but uh any other notes here who'd who'd you say i was playing tonight joey minnesota minnesota They'll probably win that one. Okay. Luke, I hate to burst your bubble here, but based on uh, just looking through the uh, three replies in this, I'm pretty sure that that was not a girl. It was just a guy with long hair. No, I somebody <laughs> said that was a girl. <laughs> Let me see. I'm almost certain that this is a men's game. That would Let be so see. disheartening. I was so Let hyped up. That was one. <laughs> We're not cutting anything. Yeah, that looks like a. It's like uh, a. I think it's somebody said it's women's high school basketball. Look at everybody else on the court, Luke. Yeah. Why did why did boys? That person has just got like an Io Desumu type of I'm like not, hairstyle going on. I'm not one to assume, but they, those look like boys. Um, also, not your fault though, because they said W WNBA need to draft her ASAP. Never seen a female get posterized. Yeah. See. But I think I think you did get played, though. Well, I don't think yeah. I was the only one. I sent it to a couple people. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> men's. Uh, all right. Yeah, there's, a, here, there's, a, there's a picture uh, from a different angle. It's, it's very clearly a dude. Okay. Still, I think Iowa should recruit him. <laughs> yeah. Men's yeah, clearly he fooled me. Yeah, if you like could... that, we'll take you. Yeah. That, that was a hammer. Shout out to him. Um, Them. They, yeah. we're not sure. Yep. Uh, all right. Now on to the men's basketball side of things here. So, like I mentioned, a terrible loss to Penn State that literally nothing went. I I wasn't excited a single moment of that game until Keegan Murray tipped mm. that in. I would say that there's one thing. Well, I don't know if it went right. One positive. Mm. One in-game specific, probably not going to move forward. Positive. Connor McCaffrey was banging threes. Yeah. 
hot. He was fucking Steph Curry for four shots, and then whatever the fuck happened to his arm. Yeah. Uh, that was something. That was nuts. I don't think any of us, any of us had that on the old bingo chart for that game. Connor McCaffrey <laughs> has 12 points. Literally on the last podcast, I compared him to John Licklider. We were actually yeah, comparing. Was, I, I, yeah. I defended him tooth and nail. Yeah, that was that was just straight up disrespectful, Luke. Yeah, and then you tweeted it. We compared. Yeah, him. yeah. As yeah. if me and Joey were saying the same thing. No, we are a team. No, no, we are not. No, yeah. the fuck, we are not. The Iowa Hawkeyes are a team. Yeah, we are three schmoes, completely individual from yeah. each other. That all have our shitty opinions on Iowa sports. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Iowa sucked that whole game, aside from Connor in the first half. Keegan tips in a miracle air ball three at the buzzer. What was pre- what was prettier prettier air ball? Mike Gasell to Adam Woodbury in the tournament or Jordan Bohannon to Keegan Murray? Jordan Bohannon to Keegan Murray. Yeah, that was mu- that was a much cooler tip, and obviously the stakes were considerably different. But it looked way Keegan just comes flying through the air out of nowhere and like tips it like behind his head and in. Adam Woodbury tidbit. Did any of you know that he was still playing competitive basketball until you saw that thing on Twitter with him no. and Luca? Wasn't he in like like the fucking G League or something, right? Yeah, he he's playing in the G League for like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, which is like twelve points a game or something like that. But I mean, to be fair. Like, there aren't that many seven-footers in the world, so, like, he's, I'm not saying that his skill set is great, but it probably, like, if at seven feet you don't have to be that incredible, but yeah, I was I was very shocked by that. I kind of figured he was, like, selling used cars or something at this point in time. And wasn't Mikey at a game here a couple of weeks ago? The last home game. Mikey yeah. and the wifey and the baby. Yeah, it was like a Letterman something or another. I actually think it was... It was it was the very last home game. Yeah, the last one. Yeah, against uh, Minnesota. 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 My, my goat, Mike Cassell. Um, and then, <clears throat> no comment. Uh, it's just a bad take. My, my best memory of him is like just barely getting the ball over the rim when he dunked it at North Carolina. I mean, he's nothing like my goat, Trey Dickerson. So shut that up. That's take. crazy. Just never um, got a shot. The dude because he, went to he sucked. George, okay, let's not act as if Georgetown is still like Georgetown of old. Especially at the time that he transferred. Let's to not them. act like I was anything special. I'm not, but you said he went to Georgetown like it's fucking North Carolina you or just Duke go or to, something. You don't just go to Georgetown if you're some schmuck. I think you kind of do these days. No. Yeah. Patrick Ewing is their coach. The best so, player, the you, best player they had. At that point in time. Yeah, he be- was. The best player they had two years ago transferred to Texas Tech because the program sucked. Mac McClung. So I'm just, I'm just saying, Joey, Georgetown now is not the Georgetown of when we were younger. You don't have to be like a significant talent to go there. Also, Trey Dickerson played for like three different teams in four years. So I think it was four, four teams in four years. On those coaches. No, no, no. I think it's more of an indictment on his skill set as a player. Yeah. I disagree. I used to Snapchat him. <laughs> That's creepy. You were a minor. Um, so was he. Eh, don't uh, think so. And then on no, it was a major baller. Last Thursday night, uh, we were supposed to play Ohio State. That got canceled. That kind of felt like a dodged blessing, a honestly. What? What? I said we dodged a bullet there. Yeah, I said that kind of felt like a blessing. Yeah. That that uh, there was zero percent chance we were winning that game. <clears throat> Which I'm not sure. It wasn't COVID, right? No, it, it was because that ice storm was going through. And when the team was supposed to leave, there was some type of mechanical issue with the plane, and then it didn't get fixed until too long after, like, 
that bad weather went through, so they weren't able to travel. And I still don't think there's anything for a make update, and who knows if there will be. Uh, it sounds like not. Yeah. No, well, their game against Michigan got moved, so it sounds like Iowa's next game against Michigan got moved by two days, so it sounds like that's probably like they're looking at a date in there. Yeah, so that happened, and then uh, who did we just beat? Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. 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 Yeah, sorry. Fucking miserable first half. Yeah, I didn't watch the first half. Girlfriend's parents were over for lucky. lunch. So, but yeah, I watched the second half on my phone. And like The first half was essentially a continuation of the entire Penn State game. Like, once again, we I don't know what the hell this year's team's problem is. And I guess it's more of a recent problem than anything. But, like, in the last five games, Iowa's first, like, five to eight minutes of play has just been such absolute dog shit like we're playing bad defense offense has no flow to it not missing all of our shots like how many times in the last three or four games have we been down 10 points at the first media timeout like i I don't know what the hell the offense is like broken at the start of games right now and i'm probably going to take for some flack for saying this but i've already told you guys it's like I literally enjoy nothing about this Iowa team. No, it's 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 hard to watch. Like I I watch them whenever like whenever I have the chance obviously, but I sit there and don't pay that good of attention because they don't aren't very good at keeping my attention. Like no, even when yeah. we uh weren't like would have a bad game last year, Luca would still be d- doing his thing for 20 a night. Like in the big games Keegan does disappear. Yeah, it's, and, and I, I, you know, part of that was you know, he was in early foul trouble for the last couple games, and Fran's stupid fucking sit for the whole rest of the first half. I, and we've talked about it. We'll probably end up talking about it again because there will be some point in time where it's going to be to the detriment of this team. But you cannot sit your star player like potential like in conversation for a national player of the year like at least big 10 player of the year in important games you cannot sit them for like the last 10 or 12 minutes of the first half because they risk picking up a third foul i guarantee you that it hurts the team more to not have him out there for that extended stretch of time than it would for him to enter the second half with three fouls so like that's part of the reason that it feels like he hasn't shown up like lately is just because he's been on the bench for, you know, a quarter of the game. Like it's just, I don't know. He's Fran is so rigid with that rule. And it's so frustrating because like, you can see that the team desperately needs some type of spark and then he just keeps him on the bench and I don't understand it. Yeah. And like (laughs) I said this last time, Chris is a good scorer, and he's a good player, and I'm glad he's on our team. He throws up some ugly bricks, just straight-up misses. He airballed a, th- a wide-open three uh, on Sunday. It's, it's just like I, – and I don't know what it is because his shot looks fine. I don't – that's a I little – to be fair, there's a whole lot of bad shooting going on on this team currently. It's, it's not limited just to Chris. Honestly, to me, right now, one of the few bright spots on the team is Patrick, and I've been – relatively down on Patrick for a lot of his career, but he has been 
He's been playing well. I think Ulis has played a good couple games in a row. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not fair of me to harp on him for not being a good shooter because, like I just said, most of this team is not good at shooting. But it just feels like there's some lineups that we'll put out there where we have, like, obviously we've talked about it. I was the worst three-point shooting team in the Big Ten this year in conference play. So, like, that's never going to be our strong suit right now. But sometimes it feels like we have a lineup out there where there's just no prayer of anybody making shots. Like, we'll run out a lineup with, like, Connor, Eulis, Perkins, like, Rebracha, and then maybe, like, Bohannon or something. And, like, even Bohannon this year is shooting horribly from three. Like, so sometimes we just run out a lineup that has absolutely, like, no chance of hurting you from deep. And when teams don't respect your three-point shooting ability, they can kind of pack the paint for guys like against Keegan or against Phil. And then our offense is just kind of left there spinning its wheels. And then uh, Joe T only played what? Six minutes the other night. How, mm-hmm. how do we, how do we feel about that? I just, I don't understand why he doesn't get minutes. Like at, even at the end of games, like it's always Euless that's in there instead of Toussaint. So I don't understand like where the mistrust is coming from the coaching staff towards Toussaint or what they're seeing that we're not. Because I like him when he's out there. He brings the energy. He always brings the hustle. Like sometimes he does get ahead of himself and has like a stupid turnover. But for the most part, I like what he brings out there. So I don't know. I would be hard-pressed to see him sticking around after this season based on, like, Euless getting the minutes that Toussaint probably thinks that he should be getting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think any of our point guards are very exceptional at what they do. Just you, none of them are very complete. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got Euless, who's, like, a good defender, but he not, not much offensively. Same thing with Joe T, pretty much. And Connor is just... He's just like a guy or facilitator. I mean, he, yeah, he's, he's not out there to score. Yeah. He's a game manager, if you will. Nobody's out there to score. For, like, we don't have a scorer. Exactly. And, I mean, that's why I looked at Jor- Jordan Bohannon before this year and thought, oh, it's probably a good thing he's coming back because we didn't have anybody. Still don't. And he isn't <laughs> helping at all. Uh, but yet we still we still live and die by the three, which I am not a fan of. But I, I guess you can't take it inside either. So something's got to pan out here. Uh, basically, moral of the story, all the advanced metrics love us. The net ranking, the Ken Palm. Uh, Joe Lenardi has us at a seven seed before our Minnesota win the other day. Or after our Minnesota win the other day. Like, it's it appears as if we really have to step on our dicks to miss this thing. Uh, well, this is an Iowa basketball team in the month of February that we're talking about, so I would not count it out of the equation. I was sort of disappointed. I thought we could at least get the Big Ten tournament while we're in Florida, but it doesn't start until March 9th. Ah, that's a goddamn shame. Yeah. That's late, isn't it? Yeah. No. And, I mean, the Big Ten tournament usually finishes, like, the championship game is played, and then Selection Sunday happens, like, right after that. So. Yeah. They're like the last tournament to finish up, usually. All right. Do we have any more basketball notes? Luca having his oh yeah yeah tied. yeah. Luca people are mad about that online too. Really? People yeah, of other people, fan base. Yeah. Rostein oh. tweeted it, and 
<clears throat> like people from Michigan State, um, like San Diego State, are all. I don't, and mostly they're just trying to be like, oh well, he didn't beat us, which whatever, fucking, you had your moment when that game happened. But people are acting as if like he's entirely undeserving of having his jersey retired, even though he was a two-time first-team All-American, National Player of the Year, and is the school's all-time leading scorer. Like, I don't know what more you have to do in the eyes of other people to deserve your jersey being retired. And there's more that goes into it on a team-by-team level than, like— championship success and stuff like that people right. are like what do you win two tournament games that doesn't matter like for instance joe mauer is in the twins hall of fame and rightfully so he never won i don't they didn't win a single playoff game did they no no <laughs> no but but it, he meant so much to he meant so much to the state of minnesota much like luca meant to iowa the last couple of years and he was just exceptional at what they did for so long that it's deserving. People that shit on that are idiots. Well, and people that are trying to use, like, a championship argument, it's just, like, it's dumb because how many schools realistically every year are competing for a national championship? Like, it's it's a very small collection of schools that can realistically be like, oh, yeah, we, and I don't know, we thought going into last season that we had those types of aspirations, but like, there's hardly one school a year wins a national championship. Like, to harp on him for saying that he never won a championship is—it's just—it's well, a, a dog shit it's, argument. It's also like it's not like it's the the college basketball Hall of Fame. It's right. just that that would make more sense to want to make sure that he won tournament games or made Sweet Sixteens or whatever. But that's not what it is. It's. I was retiring his number because he's their greatest player ever. Yeah. There, there's not an argument to be made that he does, he doesn't deserve it. Um. Also going in with Luca that night, February twenty second against Michigan State. Uh, Roy Marble, uh, Charles Darling, who I've never heard of, and Murray Weir. They did Roy Marble pretty dirty by. Is this this is Roy Senior? Yeah. Yes, not Roy Devon. By waiting until after death to put him in. I, he, he was Iowa's all-time leading scorer. I believe he was never an All-American, even. Um, but to put him in the this is what just like the team Hall of Fame. I don't even know that it's that they're just literally retiring numbers. But yeah, they've never done it really. They yeah, I don't know. There's obviously more than you know just him being a good player. Like there were off the court issues that took place with him that you know kind of resulted in the the kind of bad situation or relationship with him and the university but that you know outside of that had iowa retired any men's jerseys like at all before this so it's like it i don't know they should have handled him better than the university did but at the same time like it wasn't a slight specifically to him. Like, they just hadn't retired any jersey number, so it's not like they were trying to give him specifically the big middle finger. Yeah, but Gary Barta, in typical oh, Gary yeah, no, Barta sucks, fashion, but, makes it look yeah. like a fucking douchebag. He truly is. First. Although, isn't wasn't Marble supposed to have, like, a, a memorial or something at the top of Carver-Hawkeye Arena, I thought, at one point? Yeah, they were gonna do some type of weird like Hall of Honors. I don't, I don't know what exactly they referred to it as, but yeah, that 
it never it was supposed to be like he was supposed to be in it and then some other players obviously but whatever those plans were they never came to fruition all righty any other basketball notes um it's iowa adjacent not specific oh i don't know whatever uh do you guys know that iowa state is in dead last in the big 12 what check yeah. their record they've in, they started 12 and 0 and they're yeah in the in conference play they are dead last that is fucking hilarious. Yeah. If I do say so, so that, myself. So that blowout loss to them is starting to look not so great, though. Yeah, but... I don't the, care about that. Yeah, I don't either. Clearly, it doesn't matter, because we're still ranking well in the Ken Palm yeah. and net. But, like... Yeah, and, I saw that today, and I was I was shook. I was like, how in the hell? Yeah, Iowa State started 12-0, and and they're currently 16-8. and one other Iowa State note is that douchebag Ryan Stivers is off Twitter oh, finally. Joey, you shouldn't have brought it off. God, I didn't interact with him. I may have one time, but the only time I ever saw him, he was just producing negative content for Twitter. He brought nothing positive to Twitter. And it, people like that just need to stay away. That's that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, that guy fucking sucks. I'll I, say it. Yeah, because if he ever does come back, he's going to be, oh, run free, run free. Fuck you. No, I, no, I just, I, yeah. he is. He's the worst kind of person to have on social media. He's just the worst kind of person. Yeah. I'll say it. I mean, anybody whose entire personality is their college team and, like, just bashing on other college teams. And, yeah. and making That's- himself seem like a perennial douchebag. Like, how, like... Whatever people swear on inst- or on social media, but like some of the stuff he has said, how would an employer or I don't know what he did for his what? job? I think there's probably a reason he deleted it. <laughs> but screenshots live forever. Oh well, well I don't know what he said specifically, but he was ragging on like that the Iowa play-by-play announcer. That it was the it was past. the same as the Dan Dockett situation from what happened with Nicholas Bassett last week, basically. Mm-hmm. Except he when. Uh, Stivers found out he tried playing like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. It's not my fucking fault. No, yes, it is absolutely your fault. Whatever. Oh, this is sad. Uh, Bob Saget's cause of death has been revealed. He hit his head on something, did not know the severity of the injury, and fell asleep. He died Uh, from a brain bleed. Wow, that's fucking shitty. I didn't know you could hit your head on something and have a brain bleed and still be like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah, it happens. Um... So should we talk? Are we going to make the Bob Sagan Memorial 5K a thing? Yeah, the first annual. Are we going to actually see if people want to come to it? <laughs> the first annual Bob yeah, Sagan or show Holy Cross? What is yeah. it? The no Holy Cross? If it actually happens, we, we know how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> well, let, just a saying that it's going to happen and actually happening are two very different. I think different the last things. six times I've been with John, we've planned on doing a 5K the day before uh, day of big drinking, and we are. Over six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we can get some traction with this. The Bob Sagan Memorial 5K, second Saturday in August in Holy Cross. <laughs> Be for there. The for, yeah, for, for the cure. <laughs> no, we probably shouldn't say that. I don't know. There's nothing to cure. He just fell. Okay, for, for awareness. There we go. So Iowa took down Wisconsin on Saturday in Carver-Hawkeye Arena for for Senior Day. And on Sunday or Monday, uh, it came out that one of Wisconsin's wrestlers was 
called a racial slur by an Iowa fan. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like there's not a whole lot to say about that outside of like, there's just, there's no place for that in sports, not just in In sports, in life, in like, I don't, especially like, obviously like racism in general is like, it's stupid, it's pointless, it's harmful, whatever. But like, I don't know why as a fan of a team or like, if you're, like heckling an opposing player like obviously everybody does that like it's part of kind of going to the games is giving the other team or like opposing players like a bit of a ribbing i don't know why you feel the need to like stoop so low as to like degrade an opposing team's player with a racial slur like there's just there's no place for it it's uncalled for it's like it's disgusting i i I have no time of day for people like that no literally walk into traffic and the fact that there were so many people around and, like, he apparently wasn't held accountable for it is also pretty disappointing. If you if if we were at a basketball game or something like that and we heard somebody using racist yeah. – th- that, person, that person should get jumped. I agree. Like, I, I get very heated at games, especially when I'm at away games. And I I would never, ever, ever say something like that. Like I'll no. argue with everybody tooth and nail, but I wouldn't say it in any context. Yeah, not even at a game. Not even. Yeah, not, I mean, yeah, no. Yeah. And you think Iowa fans, with what happened with the football team over the last couple of years, would have kind of, if you were like that, changed your tone a little bit and just stopped the way you were like acting. But I guess some people didn't get the message. Well. I think it points to an underlying problem within our society also. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. People that are like that are not going to change their ways because, I don't know, like, I, you should be able to, like, realize that what you're doing is harmful and, like, shameful and want to become a better person and, like, move past that. But kind of the sad reality of it is that individuals that are going to act in that fashion are not really going to be swayed by like public opinion they're kind of set in their ways and that's just how it is and the problem is that with something like that at the first step is you have to admit that you have done something wrong or that you've been doing something wrong for your whole life and a lot of people are too proud to admit that or that you know they've been racist or they whatever and so they're they'll never change for that reason right there and it's only one fan, which, I mean, there's probably more fans with that idealistic thought process or whatever. But, like, it it reflects so poorly on everybody as a whole when something like that happens, you know? Yeah. Like, Tom Brands had a press conference today, and it was about the wrestling team in general. It was not supposed to be about that. But he started his press conference with a public apology to the Wisconsin wrestling team and to the wrestler in public, like, and which is a, a it's a good commendable thing for him to do. But I'm sure that's the the last thing that he wants to have to be dealing with, like going into a press conference is having to like deal with topics like that. So, and I don't know, you know realistically that probably is not going to take away from how he can prepare the team for, you know, their next duel or for the season moving forward, but it's an unnecessary distraction 
that doesn't have to be there in the first place. And it's not it's not unique to Iowa, which like just last month the Wisconsin fan at a Northwestern went, yeah. at Northwestern made a racist gesture towards an Asian fan in the in the stands twice. Yeah. And I mean Wisconsin took the steps the, the right steps and banned him from games or whatever, but the fact that that shit is still happening, it it pisses me off. Yeah. And like how do you think the like Iowa every university has a diverse range of athletes. So, like, when you're saying that to an opposing player, what do you think, it like, the people on your yeah. own side are thinking? Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Move on from that? Yep. All righty. Uh, we have a couple of things here left. I got some questions from the crowd, or we can do our draft. We're drafting uh, days of the year, and that can mean a, lo- a wide range of things. So, questions or days? Questions. What do days last? Alrighty. Uh, this one comes from uh, John Schroeder. John! <laughs> Who is going to win the Big Ten and why Brad Underwood? Oh, first, okay. Let's first get, of all, don't get us started on Brad Underwood. That dude is a scumbag. He is an all time major dickhead. He just looks like such a greasy, like, douche. I don't know. Like, on a on a different way that Richard Patino looked like a greasy douche, like uh, Underwood looks like the type that would like make a subtle threat to your family, but not like directly be like, "Man, sure be a shame if that house caught on fire." A lot of valuable things in there. That's how I that's how I feel like he is as a person. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question. <laughs> uh, well, didn't really answer the question. What I mean, was the question? All I heard was Brad Underwood. And I got who's going to win the Big Ten was the question. Then he threw uh, in the Brad Underwood I got part. Michigan State. I just, regular season or tournament? Uh, Probably regular the, season. I think he was referring yeah. to since Illinois was in first place. Um, was. <laughs> I don't know. I still I, ride Michigan State. I'm probably gonna go with Purdue. Um, like I, they've had some disappointing losses, but I think as a whole, they're probably the best put together team in the Big Ten this year. Um, I don't know. Like it, when Edie is going, like how do you stop a seven foot four guy? And then like they've got the three point shooters like Stefanovic in there, and then Jaden Ivey is a bona fide star himself. And Matt Painter is, like, a super underrated coach nationally. Um, so I just think Purdue has a lot of t- top-quality talent on their team. Um, so that's who I'm going with. I think probably Illinois, which sucks because I hate them. Uh, but they, like, they have Coburn, that Cockburn, that can compete with Edie and uh, Williams at Purdue. So it's And they have good guard play as well with Trent Frazier. And, although, did he get hurt last night? Not sure. But, yeah, I think Illinois probably still will, even though they lost Purdue twice, which was a part of John's question that I didn't read. He said, would you still consider Illinois Big Ten champions even though they lost to Purdue twice? I mean, you heard, I said I was going with Purdue, so, and Joey said Michigan State. So the consensus is no, but I think that, like, the top four teams in the league this year – are kind of all a toss-up as to who could win it. So, um, I don't know. A lot of basketball left to be played. It'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. All right. This one comes from uh, Trent Betts. Uh, he he asked us. Network. 
Yep. He asked us for uh, our, our, a Super Bowl prop bet, but since I didn't get that to you before, would you just like to pick money line spread or over under for the Super Bowl? Well, I got a prop bet that hinges specifically on the Bengals winning because I heard when they had uh, – on pardon my take the other day, when they had uh, – what's-his-face from the Bengals? I can't remember his name at the moment. Jamar Chase? No. He was on the podcast. The, oh, Hubbard? Yeah, Hubbard. He did say, and I don't know if this was true or not, but he did say that they always have orange Gatorade on the sidelines. That can't be Bengals. true. So if they were to win it all and you choose to put a prop bet in for the color of the Gatorade bath, orange might be, uh, might be a smart play. I haven't really thought about Super Bowl bets at all yet, but... Do you want, do you Joey, want... would you like to tell them about your... Uh... Your Super Bowl gambling last year? I was 2 for 17. <laughs> it's honestly impressive. Talk about an all-time bad day. I was young. Um, I oh. think just a, a classic Super Bowl prop bet is just going with the over on the national anthem length. That's that's a fun one because it gets you started before the game even starts. You got something to root for. No ma- you're, you're cheering for America, basically. Um, so that's always a fun one. Um, if you could find, which I don't know if it's out there anywhere, uh, over under on sacks for the Rams, I'd seriously consider taking that. Should be plenty. Although the Chiefs didn't get to Burrow much. I know the Rams have a much better defensive line. Yeah. But I think you, you just get it for, out faster. Yeah, you have to account for Aaron Donald. All right. So. Then my, uh, Ooh, I think, oops, sorry. My alter- prop that Joey had talked about the other day, that, which sounds fun, is number of touchdown passers over under two and a half. So well, has do you any, think has anybody... OBJ has been known to throw a pass or two. Yeah, hey, it's a Super Bowl. You got to pull out all the stops. Last game of the year. Has anybody done it since Antoine Randall? Yeah, didn't they do the yeah, Philly the special? special? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Dallas Goddard. Um, uh, one other one. OBJ two touchdown score. Right now on FanDuel, plus 850. He just cool. had a baby, too. Did you hear him talk about that on Pardon My Take? Or they are no, having a baby. A, he's just about to have yeah. a baby. He, the baby has not come yet. Yeah. So. He, however, has. About nine months ago. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Nothing. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Sex. Uh, Joey, did you give a bet or no? Well, I was just going to say I haven't really looked at him too much yet, but I can't go against my guy Joe Burr. I, I, if I was going to bet money line, I would go Bengals money line. The, the, that team just just wins, and I, you can't. I mean, you really can't bet against Joe Burrow. Against all odds, Cincinnati has become America's team in this playoffs. Yeah. Plus, I I have a Chad Johnson jersey I wear. So. Well, it's for Harambe too. Probably so. my fault that they made it here. Been wearing it every week. He's been soaking in, like the compliments that he's got from people that he's seen out when he has that jersey on pretending like he's a Bengals fan and saying like who day and joe burr and shit like that <laughs> like pretending that he's a lifelong Bengals fan and i think it's starting to get to his head um all right next question comes from superfan lucas lee who do you hate more scott frost or pj fleck scott frost i think pj fleck just because Scott Frost poses no threat to us. Neither does P.J. Fleck, though. 
No, but he's I, he's visibly more of a douchebag. Yeah, but I think personally Scott Frost is much more of a douchebag because like after every loss he's like it's not my fault like we game planned well the players like didn't execute like he's just throwing his own fucking team under the bus constantly like acting like I don't know and he he was the one that threw the whole big stink about how Iowa was clapping on the sidelines to mess with their snap count and bullshit like that I don't know I just yeah. think that he's the biggest douche in the world. I dictate my hate and douchebagness separately. Uh, I just think Fleck is a douchebag, whereas I do hate Scott Frost and Nebraska just in general, but that doesn't really have to As be a state, said. really. Yeah, a terrible state. No, nothing good about it. One, one plays good about it. When we were dri- me and John were driving to Colorado a couple falls ago, we uh, stopped at this restaurant in Lincoln, I think. It was a sports bar. They had pull tabs at the counter. You could gamble at the counter. It was just a, it was a nice bar. A nice restaurant we stopped at. Good food. Couldn't beat it. Only nice thing about that dump. Pull tabs are an underrated amenity at a restaurant. If they have them, it's a guaranteed that I'm putting 20 bucks into that machine and playing until I run out of money. If you had a bar... I I will win, get my winnings, put it back into the machine, and do that until I've lost all of the money. If you have a a bar, having like one of the... Either the pull tabs or the dice game like a bunch of the places have in Shatek or the quarter machine where you have to push them over the ledge. It's solid establishment in my book. Cash cow cash cow for the bar, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, the bar knows, right? The bar knows exactly what they're going to make from the pull tabs when they put them in. They, like, they, yeah, they don't do it because they don't have them there because they're losing money on yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, and then one other question. Have we ever gotten into a fight with another Iowa fan or opponent? I don't think so. Physical? Yeah, like an online fight, like uh, like throwing some haymakers. Like what? what's the situation we're talking about here? I don't know. I'm a lover, not a fighter, Lucas. Yeah, I mean, I... In my uh, college days, well, on spring break, I did talk mad shit to basically every fan that was not of Iowa that I ran into, but it never turned into anything more than me just giving somebody shit. At one point in time, when we were on spring break, this was when Nebraska was having those really bad floods, I ran into a Nebraska fan, and I literally told him, your entire state is underwater and nobody cares. <laughs> it's facts. I I I've never gotten into a fight either. Uh, I have. I will absolutely be a douchebag, though. Confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. So. Might happen someday. Might not. Who knows? As long as Joey and Stin are there to have my back. You better hope not. I guess. It, I guess the real question is: Does anybody really want to try and catch our hands? You know. They are rated E for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, that was the last qu- the, the last question. Thank thanks to everybody for sending them in. We appreciate the content. All right, now it's time for the very anticipated draft. Favorite days of the year. Um, I'm just gonna have Jenny, my girlfriend Jenny, pick these out the order. All right. Okay. Oh, man, Jenny, this doesn't who, seem like bias at all. Jenny, who picks first? She's getting out of the recliner. Who picks first, me, Joey, or Stin? 
Me, I pick first. Oh, oh look at that. I can, I can hardly believe that. No way. Luke's girlfriend picked him to go first. She said she changes her mind. Stin goes first. No, no, no. I, I don't want her pity. Okay, so it goes Luke, Stin, me, apparently. <laughs> yeah, get fucked, Joey. Um, <laughs> all right. So this could be holidays, a single date, uh, just a gen like anything really okay so i am going to go with the first tailgating saturday of the fall oh, that's a good day. perhaps the most predictable pick of the month I mean, oh you like that day too it hits. that's a great day everybody's it so hits. happy that day is great um well i don't know if i don't know if this is great because of it but I generally only remember about half of that day. But that one half of that day is Woo! incredible. Electric. Yeah. All right, Stan. Okay. Uh, mine's going to be like the first full day that you're on vacation. So like you wake up when you're already on your like your vacation area because like you don't have to travel at all to get there. You've got like your whole trip ahead of you still. The vibes are immaculate. Like you just have – all your time in the world to do whatever the hell you want. You're usually in some place warm, like with people that you enjoy being around. Like the the feeling of that first like morning that you're actually at your like vacation spot is unmatched. It's a good choice. Um, my first pick is gonna be June 9th. Um, Damn it! I made just, a joke about that date tonight. <laughs> it's it's just like. On paper, especially, it's a great day. Um, but June, I mean, how can you go wrong with June, you know? Say it, Joey. What? Say it why you picked it. I think our fans are smart enough to figure that out. Yeah. All right. All right, you're up again. My, so, sort of sort of like Austin's, mine is the, the first day you're going to vacation, including the travel, because... Morale, like you, you'll rarely find morale higher than that. I mean, unless you have travel issues or whatever. But <clears throat> I mean, everybody's a morning person for at least one day out of the year, and it's the morning you wake up to go to vacation. Yeah, I don't hate that. That that is a great day. I just I went for the first full day of being there because like sometimes like the travel day can just kind of be a pain in the ass. Like especially if you're flying somewhere that's kind of far away. Like you got to be at the airport early, then you kind of dick around with that. If you're on like a five-hour flight, like there's nothing really exciting about being on a flight for that long. Airport uh, like, beers the vibes, though. The vibes are still immaculate. Don't get me wrong, but like there's some things about that that can be inconvenient. That's why I chose the first full day of being at vacation. All right. Back to you. Back back to you in studio. Okay. Um, this is a good day. Uh, this is a good day. Maybe not so much this year because, you know, the bullshit that's going on, but MLB opening day. Ah, that was unreal. It's a great day. That, Th thank you, Rob Manfred, for nothing, you scumbag. That was, that, like, that's an all-time vibes day, too, especially yeah. if the weather's nice out. Uh-huh. It is, like, the kickoff to, some, like, literally the kickoff to summer, spring, yeah. whatever. You're like, I got, like, you, you, it gives you hope. You got 162 games ahead of you, like, your team is not eliminated yet. They haven't pissed you off by blowing a save three days in a row. Like, baseball, just, like, the vibe of baseball in the summer and everything, like, that... It's it's awesome. I can't speak for uh, Iowa because I went to St. Ambrose, but St. Ambrose on opening day for baseball every year, the cafeteria would have like 
hot dogs, nachos, cotton candy, peanuts. Like they they did the works. Yeah, I mean, you just walk around campus, and every guy out there has got whatever their favorite team jerseys is. Like they're rocking that. So, yeah, I, opening day vibes are are tough to beat. Ah, uh, alrighty. I can't believe this one got back to me. Uh, I'm going the first day of the NCAA tournament. Mm, yeah. Every, uh, well, okay. All right, I'm, I'll ask this as a clarifying question. Couldn't get my words out there. Technically Not the first, the first yeah, yeah, I was going to say, technically the first day of the tournament is the first four, but I think you mean like the first day of like the round of 64 when there's the like Thursday. 16 games going on that day. Yeah, the Thursday. There's 32 games going on that day. No, 16. No, 16, yeah. 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 Absolutely. That that day is every adult man's wet dream. Taking off work, watching college basketball all day, and gambling. And probably drinking. So Yeah, your, your bracket isn't busted yet. Until about 2.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright. Oh, back to me. Yeah, that is how the snake Shit, works. Shit, I forgot about that. Uh... I am going to the day when you fall back an hour on daylight savings time. Mm, that is a good one. I mean, it's a good bar day. It's the best bar day out of the year, you can argue, because you get a full extra hour. Yes, that's exactly why I picked it. Now that only benefited me when I was younger, and I rarely stay out till two a.m. at the bars anymore. But it, you also gain an hour of sleep, so everybody wins that day. Everybody's you spend a winner at the bar. Stint. Thank you, Joey. <laughs> um, huh. Okay. Um, that first, like, random warm day in spring, like, when you've come out of the winter and, like, you walk outside and it's, like, it's not super warm, maybe, like, 55 or 60 degrees, but it's sunny and, like, you can... you outside rocking the shorts and a t-shirt and it feels like it's the nicest weather that you've ever experienced that's a great day that is a wonderful day i I had that one well i'm assuming you i I said day you have first beer when the weather is nice after winter while sitting in a lawn chair yeah that's more or less what i'm describing yeah yeah do with it what what you want with that day but yeah usually it involves me in a yard and a beer exactly and for those of you keeping track at home our AA friend Austin has picked two of the three days around here. <laughs> Did I? Not necessarily, no. I would say yours was more so than that because you chose the... If anything, yours specifically was because you chose the day that you fall back an hour so you get an extra hour at the bar. Mine were not... I did not say explicitly that mine were because of drinking. You are just inferring from mine that drinks happen on the days that I chose. Totally different. All right, Joey. Um, mine is going to be your birthday. I mean, I think this is more I, – I know old people don't enjoy their birthdays as much. But you know what? It's nice getting fucking respected for <laughs> one day out of the year by people you don't ever talk to. Not, I, I very much appreciate birthday wishes from Facebook, random texts from people I, I don't meet. I, I I don't see very often. Don't talk to very often. It's just a it's a very good day for the mental health and for the morale, because it makes you feel like people care. Yeah, 
It is uh, a good day, yeah. On Facebook, when it pops up every day with it's this these people's birthdays. If I don't talk to them anymore, I unfriend them. So happy birthday! I I don't unfriend them unless I have a reason to unfriend them. But I mean, it, it, that specific feature is wonderful for remembering like all your aunts and uncles' birthdays and stuff. Otherwise, I never would. Yeah. So fair. Um, back to you, Joey. Okay, I am going to go Veterans Day. Thank you to, for your service. We get to honor all the brave men and women that have fought for our country and our right to do this podcast. I'm not going to hate on that day, but that was such a pander pick by you, Joey. Yeah, that was a yeah, ass kisser. Well, I was running out of picks, and I <laughs> what? Literally every other holiday was out there. So now you're hating on Veterans but Day. That's why that, I this said is an I, indictment on you, not me. That's why I said I'm not going to hate on the pick. But <laughs> there's better veteran-based holidays you could have picked. Like what? Well, Stin's up. I'm not gonna. I don't want him to steal mine. Okay, I, I wasn't going to. Fine. It's come back around to me, right? No. No, that's your fourth. Ah. Oh. <clears throat> honorable I mean, mentions. I love honorable so. mentions. Obviously. Uh, I just thought of another one. Okay. No, don't don't let him say it. I am not. Um, <laughs> hmm. Uh, I'll use this. Yeah. It's got to be said. Uh, we're going to go with the 4th of July. It's a good pick. That is a great pick. Yeah, I mean, middle of the summer, so, like, weather's going to be nice. Yeah, usually you're, like, you're getting together with a group of people, like, cooking out, like, watching fireworks, doing whatever you might be doing, like, eat. If it's in the middle of the week, like, you get a random day off work when you know that the weather's going to be nice. Like, a lot of times you go to the lake or a river or something like that. Um, just kind of tough to beat the 4th of July. Well, God I, bless America. I also specifically love the 4th of July because usually it's either right before or right while we're in Chittag, yeah. So, um, My last pick, I am going to go Thanksgiving. Uh, that was on my list. That's, yeah, very I mean, underrated holiday. It, it was a tough choice between that and Christmas, but Christmas is more based on a season than it is just one day, in my opinion. I like everything that goes around Christmas, but Thanksgiving for obviously the food, football, family, the three Fs, have some beers. Fun, you forgot that one. Fun, four <laughs> Fs, fornicating, five Fs. Just kidding. Wow. Uh uh, yeah, good day. good day. But that was the last you... pick, right? Yeah, yeah. Honorable um, mentions. Yeah, I think there's going to be plenty of them to go around. Honorable mention number one for me: Memorial Day. Yep, definitely. That was. Um. Yeah. It's it's a it's a uh, great reminder for our uh, our veterans, <laughs> and also it's like a kickoff to summer. Yeah, that would have been the the veterans holiday I would have picked. Even over Veterans Day, I'm confused by that. I, dude, Memorial Day is not really like a veterans holiday. Like I'm pretty sure, like if you see like somebody who has served, like you're not, they don't want you to wish them a happy Memorial Day because it's not. No, really the it's idea. remembering no, it's, those it's for the ones that yeah, who, who yeah, have died. perished. Well, you said like it's a good like veterans holiday or whatever. It is. No, it is like it's, it's legitimately a veteran. Like it's a good yeah, veteran. I don't know. Whatever. Um, honorable mention. Uh, this one doesn't apply to you guys because you don't partake in it, but the uh, first day of deer season 
is an incredible day. And, like, specifically, like, just the group of people that I hunt with is really fun. Like, we just have a good time. But first day of, first day of deer season, one of the best days of the year. Uh, I just had Friday. Yeah. I mean, that's a great day. Great I would day. argue that Saturday is a better day, though. Oh, no. See, I like Fridays. I, I like. I think I like Fridays. Yeah. Cause I you, like the idea of Friday because you have the whole weekend ahead of you. But you're still putting in an eight-hour workday on most Fridays. Not me. I work like five and a half or six hours on Fridays. Either way, but you're still working. Yeah, but right. I, I like that. I like, I'll like. i take Fridays. Um, And then I got like, can I keep going? Yeah, just honorable mentions at this point. Uh, I got Labor Day. Usually the Myers Golf Outing, Fantasy Football Drafts. Uh, it's and it, good. I, I, don't get me wrong. I don't hate it. But it's kind of like Labor Day is like the unofficial end to summer. Yeah. So, like, the vibes are kind of on the downhill swing at that point. Yeah, in time. but it's also the first weekend with college, with Iowa football. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then I had Christmas. So, obviously, Christmas doesn't yeah, need Yeah, I mean, Christmas was a lot better when I was, like, really young. It's still great. Like, you see family, like, stuff like that. But. As you get older, at least for me anyway, like Christmas has been like less significant in my life, I would say. Hmm. Mother's Day. I mean, Mother's Day, it's also one of those holidays that sort of signifies the start of summer. And uh, I don't know, like our family usually got together on Mother's Day. The weather's nice. Just like, I don't know, good vibes. Um, Yeah. The annual HTR Beer Olympics. Great day. Holy Cross Days. Holy Cross I'm Days. Actually, wow. I'm, how I'm shocked Luke how, Yeah. I'm shocked that that didn't make the list either. Second Saturday in August. What Always an omission. Bob Saget Memorial 5K. Second Saturday First in August. This year. What? First annual this year. First annual. Yeah. Five, first annual Bob Saget 5K. Uh, that would be something if this really turns into where people show up. <laughs> Don't show up. There's not... <laughs> There's not going to be a run. <laughs> It'll be all talk up until that. But, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll take Van McCaffrey. or If you want to come and ride in Van McCaffrey in the parade, more than welcome to. Crack a beer. Uh, there's got to be a limit on that. Yeah, We're usually gonna, pretty full anyway. I was going to say. How many, do we have in it any... How many do we have in it this year? Like 12? No. We had people hanging out the back, so enough. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, do we have anything else we want to talk about? Oh, 420. Oh, good day. Yeah. Big stoner Joey. Yeah. (laughs) Noted pot smoker Joey Myers. Uh, I do be smoking the pot. Doobie? Big time drug guy Joey. I do be smoking. Yeah. Is that Uh, what you uh, mean to do that? No. Yeah, good one. Uh, All right, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. We are no longer on Podbean. We are now on Anchor. So you can check us out there, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. The Twitter and Instagram is at HTR underscore pod. My Twitter is Myers underscore Luke. Joey's is Joe Mama 2196 And Austin's is Myers Austin. Thanks for listening, everybody. And as always, go Hawks. Joey. And fuck Nebraska.